My Money and Me with Sumitra Naidu on Kaya 959. Right, we are back on My Money and Me. I'm Sumitra Naidu. We are struggling a little bit with the lines. We're having a bit of a technical difficulty. Uh, we're trying to get Edna Dumbe on the line. And of course, we're also going to be talking to Mpoor MC. She's a co-founder and managing director of Imanati. Let's see if we've got, if we managed to get Mpoor on the line. Mpoor MC. A very good evening to you, Mpoor. Thank you so much for joining me. We are struggling a little bit with the lines, so I'm hoping that we will have you on long enough to chat. Hi, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you loud and clear. Are you well this evening? I'm very well, thanks. And you, Smitra? Very good. So let me just give you another introduction. And Paul MC is an actuary, an investment professional and entrepreneur. And she's an avid supporter of the advancement and empowerment of women, especially in rural communities. And Paul is a chartered enterprise risk actuary. She has Masters of Science in Global Finance from, Hong, from the Hong Kong University of Science and Technology as well as the Stern School of Business, and that's, of course, in New York and in Shanghai. In 2018, Mpoor was recognized as one of the top 200 young South Africans by Mail and Guardian in the science and technology category. Well, Mpoor, I mean, you've brought all of this education from abroad back to South Africa, and you've started Imanati. Tell me about this. Yeah, uh, the, that uh, bio is always quite daunting. <laughs> you know, Imanati, when I tell you about my team, my team is the most amazing group of professional women. And we all just came together because in our own small way, with what we know through our skill set, through our past experiences at work, what we have seen and experienced, mm-hmm. and what we have in common, and, you know, just our common um, desire for genuine impact on this continent, especially from a gender perspective. That's what got us together. And we just started discussing some of the gaps we were seeing in our workplaces, some of the interests that we were finding in our research. We found this amazing in area called impact investing, and we've just invested our entire lives in just being part of this industry and making an impact and seeing South Africa shining there as it should because in in a number of ways we feel that we are slowly actually falling behind with some of the progress we're seeing globally. So EMA Group is our baby. Um, Mm -hmm. It is our offering to the world and our first uh, public offering that we started with is EMA NATI which is our non-profit segment where we're providing technical assistance to, to qualifying businesses free of charge um, and these are businesses that have a focus on gender inclusion at multiple levels. Okay. So, you know, when we chatted earlier, I mean, you're obviously very passionate about this and you said you and, and your group of friends, you investing your own money into this to get it started. Why do you think that we need more of this? What do you think we are doing? What do you think you are doing differently from everybody, from everyone else? So, you know, yes, absolutely. We've been using our own resources to date. We are in the fundraising process for our nonprofit fund and in discussions with a number of donors, largely international donors, who will support us and allow us to be able to capacitate ourselves to grow far bigger than where we currently are at the moment. And we needed to take that leap of faith to actually get started. And we're calling this in our pilot phase so that we can also get our systems and processes in order to make sure that we can compete with your large international nonprofit organizations that run seamlessly and offer the same level of service in any country. So we have those great ambitions as well. 
So the gap, I mean, essentially that we, we were looking at and we, the, the urgency that we felt is that there are a number of deals or opportunities that all of us in our various workplaces were, were casting away for numerous reasons. And you find that sometimes there's an opportunity where the entrepreneur would have needed a little bit more hand-holding, as I call it, but it's technical assistance. It's all the non-financial support. It needed more of that, which obviously requires a lot of time and resources to detract from your financial performance. So obviously your private equity investors and such would normally just abandon those opportunities. Mm. And so we're not expanding the economy if we keep abandoning such opportunities. We're swapping the same deals over and over and we're not actually allowing those doors to open. On the flip side, we also have members of our team who work for DFIs and there are sums of money that sit unspent and yet there are entrepreneurs applying in the thousands. So there's obviously a gap. Um, there's a need for someone who's going to come in and assist those businesses to get to a stage where they can receive funding, to assist those businesses beyond even the funding to be sustainable. So that is our ultimate goal. We are aiming to grow businesses to be sustainable and profitable in the long term, but also cognizant of the fact that gender inclusion must be a central consideration in all their operations. Okay, so you concentrate a lot on women, but I mean, you mentioned some really important things in there. I mean, you, you're giving it a really holistic approach. So you're not just throwing funding at it, you're going in there, holding their hand, helping them run the business, because often this is the issue as well. Sometimes, and this is why they say that sometimes, you know, after two years of running a business, it's it's make or break. And usually yeah. you can't actually get it off the ground because you have you've done a couple of things wrong. So how much time do you spend with them? Um, are you mentoring them to get them running the business in the correct way that they should be? So, in fact, I mean, num- the number of other businesses that we're dealing with already, some of our clients, you'll find that the entrepreneur got this brilliant idea off the ground. They've actually done the hard work. And they've gotten their business now to a point where it's possibly even grown beyond their wildest expectations. And now the fear comes in because this baby that maybe was being run out of their garage or maybe just had one site is mm-hmm. now growing into a larger corporation. It requires more formal systems and processes. It requires you to have a CFO where maybe possibly before you just outsourced your 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 financial responsibilities, just as an example. So yeah. now it requires just certain kinds of thinking that maybe you've never had to do before as an entrepreneur. And a lot of entrepreneurs, especially the honest ones, will say, okay, my baby has now grown beyond my own current ability. Help me. And that is, those are the clients we love because we walk hand in hand with them to see in terms of capacity, perhaps you need specific people to join part of your organization. If it's skills that we have in-house or we have within our network, we can um, second those skills into your business for a certain amount of time to get you to a certain point. Or we also just help you corporatize your business. So we look at what efficiencies um, we can improve. We look at your business model and how you're now going to get to that next phase. And we provide that support for you on an ongoing basis. We almost become part of your organization. Take me through very quickly through the requirements in order to access all of this that you are offering. Because, you know, often people come back and they say, you know, they wanted us to jump a hundred hoops before we actually got (laughs) access to anything. And we gave up when we were on hoop number 50. So what are the requirements for those people wanting to apply for the range of services that you are offering? 
show, I mean, we are unapologetic that gender is at the core. Gender inclusion is at the core of what we're doing. But we're not looking to just tick boxes, which is mm. what we're seeing a lot in the market. So the obvious question, the obvious answer would maybe be that we just want women-owned businesses. We tick that box and we say we're done. No. We are actually looking to be, and we say this is one of our core values, one of our ABCs. We want to be catalytic. So we are even willing to work with those businesses that don't have female ownership, for example, and work with them that over the time that we work with them, they improve their gender inclusion, whether it's in terms of ownership, in terms of leadership in the organization and the workforce, whether it's in terms of the value chain. So are you getting female suppliers into your business? Are you looking at how you can have female distributors or using inputs from female-owned businesses? And also we're looking at products or services that improve the lives of women. So we would consider a business that is male-owned, but it does serve um, women. For instance, one of our clients now has a tech company. We're over 60%. It's a fintech company. Over 60% of the clients are women. Over 50% of his workforce is women. And we are ensuring that in his succession planning, women must be at the center of it. So we want to be catalytic with our interventions at the moment and one day even with our capital so that we actually implore even male-owned businesses to, as they strategize going forward, including gender in that strategy. So you have the Emma Group and then you have Emanati, which is your non-profit project. You're obviously looking at small and medium enterprises, township businesses. Where does one find you and find more information so they can get in touch? So we are available on our website. I think our website puts all the details far more eloquently than I ever could. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So please visit our website. It's imanati.org.za. It gives all the background to the organization. And then we encourage businesses and even any potential donors, potential partners. So, I mean, one thing I failed to mention is that in our holistic approach to gender inclusion, we actually use the services of outsourced consultants. And even there, we look for women-led businesses so that they can also be empowered and they get paid for those services. There you have it. So so we can check you out at imanati.org.za. So all of the information is there. And I I suppose it's worth a conversation because, you know, as you say, you know, there's in terms of the ownership and the amount of employees, if you have a large enough woman category, then you could actually look into um, getting some help from you. Absolutely, absolutely. We encourage people to just pop us a mail at info at imanati.org.za and we are always welcoming um, conversations, even if it's to bounce ideas. Our role as an intermediary is to unite all the different players in this ecosystem that are trying to achieve the same thing. We're all trying to build sustainable businesses going forward. We are trying to empower um, communities that haven't been empowered before. So even if it's an intermedi- a fellow intermediary, investors, donors, or companies seeking assistance, we welcome those emails and we're, we're always um, ready to respond and have a discussion. Love it. And we wish you all the luck. We really need more organizations like this to come through and to assist. And I love the fact that you say that you unapologetically bias towards women. We need to uplift women, empower them. And Paul, it was such a pleasure chatting to you. Thank you so much. And we will look out for you in the future in terms of of getting in touch with Imanati. That website again, imanati.org.za. Thank you very much for your time this evening. My Money and Me with Sumitra Naidu every Tuesday from 8 to 9 p.m. on Kaya 959.